Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tor. Today is May 27th, 2020, and May is almost gone. Uh, summer is here. Uh, we were told off for enjoying Memorial Day. Uh, a lot is happening, uh, and a lot of fake news is happening, and a lot of uh, bringing comfort to our enemies is happening by private companies. It is. It has been an insane news cycle since yesterday, uh, but here on the Tory Says Show for a very, 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 very long time, we have been discussing the issues that we have in the intelligence community. And, you know, this is coming from firsthand experience, but obviously I have to be very careful at what I say. I don't want someone to misconstrue that I somehow had some sort of access to government, um, you know, servers or whatever that was unauthorized. I mean, Brennan gave me all the information um, and access that I needed <laughs> to conduct my duties, which I also can't really talk about because then that jeopardizes what? Our national security and the trust. Now, we have a lot going on, uh, you know, China, India, unification of Korea uh, on a global platform. We're going to talk about that. It's, 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 it's coming. It's coming. It's really heating up out there. Uh, Asia is really heating up. In the meantime, we have the who trying to butt themselves out of the mess they caused and who caused it. Uh, but today I want to focus in our first hour at least and, and a little bit more in regards to what is going on. I mean, sometimes, and, and I've said this before, we should always trust that there's good people in control. And how do you know this? Well, because clowns in America are leading attacks against everybody and, you know, funding really insane, 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 insane little areas of interest. So here's what we need to understand. Okay. We really need to understand. First of all, we have this virus thing, totally not happen chance, happenstance, whatever you want to call it. Then we have our intelligence community and our state department that have been weaponized against this administration. The fact that the president is still president is a miracle on itself, considering the immense attacks, how many plants are where, I mean, look at the people being placed where look at the council that the corrupt Democrats have look at the people in place. I mean, come on, for example, Pompeo, what are you doing? Why would you put fee or why would you say fee is the good person to put up in Afghanistan? She's an idiot. She failed in South Sudan that was handed to her on a platter. She, the, the only reason she had to be there was to simply exist and breathe. She was doing nothing and still failed. So it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Method to the madness? Now... What you have to understand is that the Democrats have coordinated a full scale attack on the people of the United States. They will stop at nothing. And this is even putting our president's life at risk. 
We are allowing people like Kathy Griffin to sit there and put out a battle cry for someone to stab our president with a needle and she is still sitting at home. She should be locked up and the keys should be thrown away and Twitter should be removing her from their platform because she advocated for death. Yet she sits there. You need to rise or you will die. That's the way it is. This is what we have to do. We are supposed to be in control. We are supposed to be speaking. Why do you sit there and think that, oh, it's just going to, no, this president is under full scale attack. Your own people that you sit there and thump. Oh, he's verified. Oh, they're verified. Oh, this person is this. Oh, they're on TV. I like this channel more than this one. They're the ones attacking you. Pay attention. The only person that's not going to attack you is you. Well, I mean, there is self-sabotage. Totally different story on that one, right? We all go through those moments. But that is what you have to do. Every single asset they have has been deployed. I mean, I saw the most stupidest conversation back and forth between, you know, Dilbert, the cartoonist, Scott, and Jack Posobiec making fun of the wreath that, uh, you know, Joe Biden was taking, saying, oh, it looks like a cue. Ha ha. Why are people still following that clown? Both of them, I might add. I mean, one of them is just a cartoonist. Fair enough. Not saying that he shouldn't have an opinion. Don't get me wrong. I love his opinion sometimes. But I don't even. Nope. 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 It's a big no. Because why would you attack something that's trying to make changes? These people have no, no morals. Now, um, as we saw yesterday, Catherine Harridge actually tweeted out a letter, right, that, uh, you know, um, Grinnell sent out to Warner, who Warner, by the way, was communicating with Daniel Jones and the rest of them and Christopher Steele. He's totally involved with that. That's why Richard Burr is still under investigation. See, his phone has other stuff on it, too. It's not just about trades, just to be clear. Now, we used the same executive order that I said we should use to get our hands on the DNC server. And I was so glad to see that he did. I wrote that article a long time ago as to how Perkins Coy uh, avoided and stonewalled the FBI from getting a hold of Hillary Clinton's server. See, we have criminal codes. We have executive orders and we should use them to the maximum extent. They cannot dispute that. Okay. They cannot dispute that. What you're going to be witnessing is pretty insane. It's all coming down. I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you that I wouldn't be surprised to see that there is uh, an agreement, a memorandum of understanding between Australian research. Well, let me stop. Australia in itself and China and that conflicts with the agreements that we have with Australia. And I'm going to leave that there just to percolate in the background when we start hearing things. Cause we did see that they were saying that, uh, you know, what we've been saying on the tours show for months now that this virus has been manipulated because I'm telling you, you can see the seam of the adenine tail. I've said that. I mean, uh, I am actually a scientist. 
But you don't have to be a scientist to understand how a little seam would look, a little line that looks unnatural, as if someone put it there. <laughs> and okay, well, look, this whole virus thing, totally not random, totally not orchestrated for your health. It is to uh, train you to be obedient. It is to see how many of you will fall in line. And it is to tank the economy, which no one could refute with the upcoming elections. Okay. That is the bottom line. Now, as all of that that you can see is going on, we also have this sudden push for Black Lives Matter. We had, and I said it, that Minneapolis, those people, those police officers that killed that man, regardless, could, he could have been a criminal, whatever. They committed murder and they were laughing about it while people were telling. Now, if I were in that situation, I'm telling you straight out, the minute I would have seen him go limp, I would have charged right at that cop that had him on. The, I don't care if I was arrested. He killed that guy. And a lot of people, you know, would contemplate, well, if they're willing to kill him, they'll shoot you saying you went for his gun. I mean, what do we do? Do we just sit back idly because some people go on power trips? I mean, they don't represent our police. And that is the problem. The fact that Minnesota fired them is to fire up their base for cruelty against people. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm, and, and I say this and I hate saying this out loud. If Keith Ellison had something to do with that. Yeah, they fired these cops. Yeah, they're investigating. Yeah, the FBI is involved. But, you know, if it's a local FBI, I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. Because all the local offices, the regional satellite offices, are still tainted with Comey cronies. I repeat, Comey cronies. So, unless we have people coming in from the field office in D.C., to oversee what they're doing. That was clear-cut murder. But this has given an excuse for people to rise. And it's not by chance that it happened in Minnesota. Because in Minnesota, we have, you know, the rural, uh, you know, Bible Belt, mid Midwest, you know, God-fearing, American-loving people. And then we have Minneapolis, which is like, you know, Somalia. So... We have the group growing of patriots resenting the governor, the AG, the way they have taken advantage of their power in this supposed crisis of this Kung Flu hoax. And so as we have that, they needed something to empower their bigger base, their louder base, their base that's air quote protected, right? And this is what we have. So we've got a rise in Black Lives Matter. And we're going to see a lot more of these because these police officers, yes, they were fired. Yes, they're being investigated. But yeah, maybe their families are taken care of from now on. Maybe that was the deal. I mean, it seemed redundant that this guy was leaning his weight on a guy's neck. Like, why would you do that when you've already have him handcuffed and he's on the floor? Every single one of them complacent with murder. They killed that man. It's disgusting. And they deserve to serve life in prison because they did that while people were telling them, hey, he's limp. Why are you doing that? We're all here. Why are you doing You have guns. He doesn't. He's obviously off his face, apparently. 
Why are you doing that? They claimed he died at the hospital. He was already dead when they put him on the stretcher. He had expired. Well, I get really upset when I see people like that because they give our law enforcement the worst reputation. And our law enforcement, every day that are out there, put their lives in. They don't know what crazy person is there. And you know... Sometimes when they confront sane people like yourself or myself, right? You're thinking, you know, they don't know you. They're going to come at you with full defense, right? But with restraint, that was not restraint. That's how they get bad names. That's how they get us in these situations. They want us divided. That's exactly what they want. The more they divide us, the easier it is for them to penetrate. Now, As that is going on, the black lives, all lives matter, all this stuff, we have these stupid little movements that are being funded by huge organizations, you know, training children as young as 12 to revolt. So we've got that. We've got our media weaponized completely against the people. Uh, We've got social media now that, that, that actually gave comfort to our enemies, gave comfort to our enemies. I, I, I just can't believe it. Use the criminal code, man. What is this weak sauce stuff? Oh, they like censored. The, pre- the president isn't some dude. It's the president of the United States. He represents all of us. And when Twitter has the audacity to put a muzzle and to make a false claim that our president was falsely stating things, even though there have been indictments about this, Going off of what CNN and Waypo say, that tells you that they just put a muzzle on you. And they've embarrassed us on a global stage. Not only that, they gave comfort to our enemies. Let's use the damn statute. We don't have to sit here saying, oh, well, since they're, 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 they're fact-checking, then they're publishers. Yes, they are. We know that. And they're hiding behind the shield of Section 230 that they shouldn't be yielding at all. But the bottom line is, why are we playing this game? Charge them with a criminal code. There were conversations that came up to this, right? Charge them. You can indict a ham sandwich. Indict them. Let their lawyers argue how they didn't do this to satisfy foreign interest. Let them explain to you in a criminal, federal criminal court, how they fact-checked all of this, even though the Department of Justice had put out an announcement already about it. That's how you get to the body. This civil suit, BS, soft, weak sauce, oh, Twitter censoring. Nobody cares. Get the federal criminal code out. Say you've offered aid to our enemies and your CEOs are living outside of the United States of America. So they may be working and orchestrating to cause harm to this government. What's to say they aren't? See, you as a prosecutor go down there and you file it. And then you have to make your case. But to, in, to make your case, all you have to do is say, well, is that not true? I mean, show us how you did it. Because we heard this. We see that the Justice Department put out this. But you censored the president in the United States on a global platform. That's some big cojones right there. Oh, but this guy's like a leftist. Nobody cares. That little leftist, insane, pink hat wearing guy shouldn't even have the ability and power to say the president lied on a global platform. Who is he to say that? It's not a matter of opinion when you're publishing it, right?
It's not a matter of opinion when you're publishing and you are censoring services and access to services. It's not. So again, tell us Twitter, why were you giving aid and comfort to the enemies of this nation? Use the criminal code. I mean, Mueller used it and lied and indicted 12 people. I'm saying they did that on purpose. We know they did. We know they did. And it's a criminal act. It is a criminal act. It is. I mean, why not? He indicted Russians that didn't exist. He's going to go to jail for that. Definitely going to go to jail for that. We don't have, but let's not forget the two Mueller lawyers that left and are at Charles Schwab. That is a very, 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 very important position. A very important position that they have taken within Charles Schwab for specific reasons like American oversight. So these are things that we need to investigate and put more out. But I'm saying in regards to censoring the president, we need to do what? Use our criminal codes. Dite them. The grand jury. Hey, pretty easy to make the case. The Justice Department had this. They knew that. They still did it. And this is this was actually done by a foreign enemy. Not hard to prove. Qatar owns a majority of Twitter. <laughs> foreign interests involved. Giving comfort, aid and comfort to our enemies. So there we are. Pretty simple. Pretty easy to put forward. That's it. Uh, you know, I'm actually so tired of journalists, very, very, very tired of journalists that have done a great disservice to the people that listen to them, whether they're local or national, complete disservice, complete disservice because they don't put out the news or they don't interview certain people or they don't bring up certain things because they don't want to, I don't know, I, I want them back for an interview. I mean, you know, that's where you go nowhere. As a journalist, you shouldn't give two shakes of a donkey's tail if they'll come back on your show for an interview because you interviewed this person or said that. Your job is to deliver the news to the people, period. And most of these journalists, 99% of them have done just that. Self-preservation because they want their job and they tiptoe around things. Tip, 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 tip. How dare they come out and say something? Oh, we can't say that. Why not? It's fact. You know, when I wrote that piece on the IG of the NSA, uh, Robert Storch, I thought to myself, why isn't someone with a bigger platform, you know, maybe like Fox or even OAN, why aren't they taking, I don't care. You don't need to give me credit. Steal it. Say it's yours. I don't care. Put it out there because my president can't see everything. How does he know that Barack Hussein Obama appointed him? You think he's got his finger in every single pie? What is he, a time traveler like me? He's not. He's a smart man, great business acumen, great gut instinct, but unfortunately he's surrounded by great white sharks. 
just waiting for his toe to touch that water. And they'll snip it right off. He can't see everything. It is up to us. You either make noise or you die in the silence. That's the way it goes. So think about it. The IG of the NSA was hand-picked by Barack Hussein Obama as an insurance policy. Why do you think they want, you know, the whole Patriot Act? Why do you think they extended the sunset clauses? Because they got their own guy there giving them a back door into it. And who's going to stop him? You? Me? I mean, I can only say so much. It's as if they're pushing me to criminalize myself, to incriminate, incriminalize, incriminate myself. That's what they're doing. Pushing and pushing and pushing. Don't push. I've already seen it. 2021, I'm going to be in Congress testifying. Pull all your pants down at some point. All of them. It's shameful. The IG of the State Department has his own personal secret server that was set up clearly to hide Hillary Clinton's email. You had to be an idiot not to see that. And yet, no one is subpoenaing that. Uh And you know, all these OIG networks, right, are connected with little data bridges to the other ones. So that means that when Yovanovitch wanted to, I don't know, not only because everybody keeps saying Sarah Carter and, you know, John Solomon. Look, Sarah Carter went to the farm, you guys. She's been through CIA training, just so you know. Okay? You don't go out into the field, right, without going through the intelligence training. So stop right there. Stop. Doesn't mean that she's nefarious. (laughs) But by no means is she like, you know, I don't know, Chanel, who's so amazing. She's such a breath of fresh air, seriously. So, um, so think about it. (laughs) They unmasked these people. They surveilled them. How did they get surveillance? So you're telling me the state department has the right to ask the NSA for surveillance. How did they get warrants? Oh, you mean Linux did it. Right. And how did he do it? Simple. Through Storch. That's the thing. Through Storch, through Atkinson. Atkinson and Linux communicated. How did they communicate? Through their stupid OIG servers. I mean, Storch, listen guys, Storch used to be the deputy IG of the Department of Justice. He was the second lieutenant, per se, to Horowitz. He was his right-hand man. A fix or what? Like, what are we blind? No, but no one is talking about it because they're busy talking about, oh, uh, this, oh, that. Nobody cares. Focus. Eye on the ball, guys. We need to drain the swamp. And the swamp's core is at the State Department. But in order to fix the State Department, first you got to eradicate the intelligence community and all these political officials, career officials. Out. Out. Out, out. That's what, if we've got term limits in Congress and, uh, you know, in the Senate, which we don't, by the way, but we should. I'm sorry, speaking future. Uh, we need to have them for our career officials. I mean, here we are. We had a whole impeachment, right, guys? Whole impeachment, right? Well, isn't it weird that the State Department sent a State Department career official to sit there and be counsel for them? Like, Were we asking? Like, we were helping the Democrats try to impeach the president. The State Department was literally weaponized 
to take down the president of the United States. Are you listening? And even though it was a sham, it looked like the biggest clown show ever. And it was all crying vajayjays. You know, this, that, hurt my feelings, meh, meh, meh. No actual, you know, no actual substance. And they still got away with the house. <laughs> so embarrassing. The house has impeached him. A basis of what? People that weren't even involved? This, you know what? I want to see Rick Grinnell trot through and be acting everything. I want him to be acting NSA IG. I want him to be acting State Department IG. I want him to be acting this IG, that IG, DMA. Oh, wait till we get to the Defense Media Agency. But that's coming. We have, I've been so busy that I've neglected my friends. So busy, you have no idea. Because the amount of information I'm willing to put out there, and again, not looking to get, <laughs> I, I'm not in the best place of my life, but there's no way I'm terminating it. The amount of stuff that I'm going to be putting out in the next 10 days is going to be insane. And what we have to do is keep the conversation going and keep our eye on the ball. They're distracting us with rubbish. And, uh, you know, I'll cover some of that right after this break. Forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Every decision will be made to benefit American workers and American families. America will start winning again, winning like never before. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Do not allow anyone to tell you that it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable. After nearly four years, my family's nightmare is finally over. We couldn't have survived this without the love and support of the millions of patriots around the world. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. Hi, I'm Laura Loomer, and I'm running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District. Wouldn't it be horrible if we lived in a nation where journalists were silenced just because they confronted the political and media elite? You might think that could never happen in America, but it did. And to me. For confronting people like Hillary Clinton on her corruption and Ilhan Omar for her ties to radical Islamic terror groups, I have been banned on pretty much every single social media platform. And if that doesn't sound extreme enough, I'm also banned on Uber and Lyft. I know, I cannot understand that last one either. When this all happened to me, I contacted the media and members of Congress. I asked them for help. I kept calling, I kept emailing, but I never received a reply. And that's when it hit me. 
I'm a well-known journalist who has the phone numbers of the most powerful people in politics and media, yet I couldn't get any assistance. What on earth would the average American do if the same thing happened to them? I realized then that if I wanted to see change, that I would need to run for office. The American people deserve representation that listens to and acts on their concerns. So here I am, running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District, because the American people deserve a voice and a representative who, like President Trump, will keep the promises they make and speak up loudly and clearly for that silent majority. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. All right. So we're going to start talking about the intelligence community. I want to talk about, uh, you know, um, so much uh, about the House and our voting and mail-in voting. Uh, So I think it's important that we start with, um, you know, how Twitter fact check Trump's tweet using CNN and the Washington Post as sources, uh, the same, you know, journalists that have weaponized their voices, their bullhorn, their platforms to take down a sitting. Are you kidding? Take a listen. Also, John, late today, Twitter placed a fact check notification on a tweet from the president about mail-in ballots. What about that? And this is something highly unusual. The president sent out this tweet at 8.17 this morning, and I don't know if you can see, but at the bottom of the screen, it says, get the facts about mail-in ballots. If you click on that, up comes a message that says, on Tuesday, President Trump made a series of claims about potential voter fraud after California Governor Gavin Newsom announced an effort to expand mail-in voting in California during the COVID-19 pandemic. These claims are unsubstantiated. According to CNN, The Washington Post, and others, experts say mail-in ballots Ballots are very rarely linked to voter fraud. In the last hour in the Rose Garden, the president again went off on the idea of mail-in ballots, saying that it's fine to do absentee balloting, but if you did it across every state to every voter, it could result in fraud. But five states currently, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Washington State, and Utah, all have all mail-in ballots, and there doesn't appear to be any particular problem with that. Now, the fact that Twitter sources CNN, The Washington Post, and others Watch for the president to respond to that. Brett? What? There's no fraud in Oregon? and Of course there is. But, you know, I digress. So here is where President Trump responded to Twitter for fact-checking his tweets. Meantime, President Trump responding after Twitter flags two of his tweets on mail-in voting fraud. The president tweeting, quote, Twitter is completely stifling free speech, and I, as president, will not allow it to happen. Howie Kurtz, of course, is a Fox News media analyst, host of Media Buzz. Good morning, Howie. Good morning, Ed. Let's start simply with why now. Why do you think Twitter took this action? Well, uh, it's no coincidence to me that Jack Dorsey, the Twitter CEO, took this action on the very day Uh, that he refused to act against these other presidential tweets invoking a conspiracy theory involving the two-decade-old accidental death of a Joe Scarborough congressional staffer despite a heartfelt letter from the woman's husband. So this is like a makeup call in basketball. We're not going to call a foul here, but we'll slap this little warning label, Mm -hmm. do a little wrist slap over here. But then uh, who decides who's calling the fouls moving forward? And when you get it back to the political realm of we don't like what the president's saying or we don't think it's true what he's saying about uh, mail-in voting, Uh, Are you also going to start fact-checking Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, or, say, the World Health Organization? 
That is exactly the point that I was going to make. It's odd that Twitter chose uh, these particular tweets about voting by mail to take its stand. And it does raise the question, given the longstanding complaints by conservatives of bias by Twitter and other social media outfits, of is there going to be an equal application of this standard? Who even knows what the standard is? Twitter has always maintained this fiction that, oh, it's just some community bulletin board, not a major media company, because it hasn't wanted to spend the money to do its own fact checking. So now it's trying to outsource it to other outlets like CNN and The Washington Post mm-hmm. uh, that the president and many conservatives view as, as liberal and have certainly uh, been very negative toward President Trump. To your important point about Twitter saying it's not really a media company, it's just this bulletin board. They're not really policing things, although now they're policing it in this case. Wall Street Journal has a story with important context this morning about Facebook privately doing this study where these executives uh, months ago were looking at uh, how it had become divisive, the platform, and looking at ways where they could make it less divisive. And then they eventually basically shut that down and didn't find ways to make it less divisive. So my question is, is it the medium? Is it the messenger? Is it both? Who's to blame for the cesspool that social media can become? Yeah, it certainly can be an ugly place. Look, um, social media is in something of a box because it wants to make all this money, Facebook, Twitter, Google, you name it, uh, from users. And at the same time, doesn't want to do what a news organization does, which sometimes you have to make the difficult judgments about whether something is flat out false, misleading, hate speech or whatever. They do sometimes make attempts on, on hate speech. But I do have to say, and I understand uh, the president's frustration here. I understand uh, you heard from Newt Rich earlier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, conservatives feeling like the game is rigged against their point of view. Uh, but when the president says if Twitter doesn't clean up its act, we will strongly regulate them or shut them down. The president doesn't have the authority to close down a private company, even if it is. Who says, yes, we can. Because if we can charge them with a federal crime, they're shut down instantly. Pundit. There's a, there's a saying in Greek. Pundit horas. So it means like at a bad (laughs) bottom of the barrel pundit here bias but i I do think this is being fought out in the court of public opinion and right now this is just a couple of band-aids uh on a very deep wound uh, that twitter is attempting and it's not going to stop the bleeding to your point not going to be able to shut them down perhaps but they might be getting tax breaks that the federal government so they're they're all they all know everything maybe be looking at uh, josh hawley mm-hmm. a republican senator was on fox and yeah like we're going to be using tax breaks against them uh that's considered retaliation that's considered a lot are these guys idiots like how are they making money and getting paid to put out such nonsense let's be fair yes you can use the tax breaks against them by saying that they've caused a disservice but then you have to prove that how do you prove that if it's in the public opinion only way to pull the pants down is to say that you are funded by the Qataris. We believe that your censorship against the president of the United States is because uh, you wanted to give aid and comfort to our enemies since they own you. And that's it. You get a pretty simple indictment on that, that they're working as, you know, uh, conduits to cause harm to a sitting president. There's ways you can use that. And just get them into court. That's where you get to pull their pants down. Because they can stymie and stymie. But let me tell you something. Take it to a court. Take it to a court and get this done. But you know what? In D.C., you're never going to find a fair judge with pockets as deep as Qatar's. You can buy out almost any judge there is. I mean, 
you know, we talk about China, but who's really behind China? Friends this morning, here's his view on whether conservatives are being targeted. Watch. Big tech gets a huge handout from the federal government. They get this special immunity, this special immunity from suits and from liability that's worth billions of dollars to them every year. Why are they getting subsidized by federal taxpayers to censor conservatives? They need to explain. We need some answers. So answer that, but also I mentioned the World Health Organization a moment ago. I mean, they tweeted some months ago that there was no, that China found no human transmission of COVID-19, which obviously has turned out to be false. I never. No, 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 no. Stop. China didn't find that. The who found that. Why are they misconstruing this? Why are we pointing the finger at China? Who don't you want us looking at? Because yes, it came from China. Yes, it came from a Chinese lab. Yes, they were doing the research for it. But who released it? Who? heard about a fact check on that. I know there was pressure on the World Health Organization to delete that tweet. Uh, they, they had not done that for, for a long time. So the question is, you know, who's really policing this? And conservatives feel like... No, so we need policing on a free and open platform. Okay, that's it. All righty then. So this is where they stand. Are you listening to them? Because they're telling you exactly what side they sit on. Okay, because this will all make sense when we get into the intelligence conversation further on in the show. Uh, because this is, this is pretty interesting. Now I want you guys to understand that this censorship is done because we are very effective. Your voice, your, your vote and your voice is the most important thing you have. And you know, as a proud mom, it was, uh, one, two, two years ago, my daughter was age 12. She put together on the fly by herself a speech to, she was 12, I kid you not, in front of thousands of people stood up and I can't find the video clip right now, but it was incredible because she said, you know, your vote is your voice and your vote matters. That's the only thing we have left as citizens of this nation is our voice through our vote. Now, they are silencing us over the past four years almost. They have been deplatforming, kicking us into the darkness of the internet, social shaming us, you know, causing us so much harm to censor, to put, rip our tongues out. Now they're taking away our right to vote by mudding it and sending off ballots to everybody and their mother, even if they exist or not. Censorship is how Hitler won. By disallowing people to say certain things, by silencing those that spoke up by, you know, just taking them out pretty much, and demoting people, right? You get demoted. They'll take away your blue check mark. They'll get you fired. They'll do this. They'll put out a troll farm against you. So much. And then they'll remove you. So, they want to silence you in all aspects, not just what you say, tweet, post, put a video out, picture, hear, everything. They want to take away your right to vote too. Because your vote will probably never get to where it needs to go.
Do you know that in the state of North Dakota, they sent out mail-in ballots for their primary and sending them out? They were sending people ballots for the wrong district. They were missing total things in a state that only has 700,000 people in total. In a district that has maybe 10 people, I'm just saying, like I'm over, (laughs) but it's like, you know what, a thousand people in one district. I'm just saying so, and they messed it up there. (laughs) So what do you think is going to happen in bigger cities, in bigger States? It's going to be worse. So what happens? Do we just burn the constitution and say, you know what? Forget it. We're already slaves. Let's just, we're not there yet. We're at that peak. You either open your mouth and speak or roll over. That is your choice. Like I've said before, contact everybody and their mother, your senator, your congressman, the White House. You can send them letters. You can drop voicemails. You could leave emails. You can do whatever you want and keep posting and posting and posting. At some point, someone's going to hear you. And that is what we should be doing is amplifying the message that we are in charge and not them. That is what terrifies them the most. I mean... Like I said in my article about Cuomo, he's sending old people to nursing homes and young people to nursing homes to die. They know it because they're giving them body bags as they send them. Why? Why? Oh, because old people tend to devote conservatively. That'll be a big chunk of people we could take out. I'm just saying it sounds bad, but yeah. And are the most vulnerable so you can perpetuate this, uh, you know, flu and keep it going. I mean, you got to put it in an environment where it can fester. So what we're seeing right now is on a big scale, they're trying to take away our voice so we can't be heard, not just on a platform, but even through voting. So again, you either get up and speak, you either rise or you die. And die not in the sense of, well, for me, I'll probably be thrown in a gulag. Um, you know, that'll be pretty quick. Uh, but, you know, the slow death is actually having to live as a slave, which we've already experienced. We're experiencing right now, and we don't like it. Mm. So now the House GOP is suing Nancy Pelosi to stop proxy voting. This is this this has never happened before in the history of forever. I mean, you know, I don't know who's advising the president, but man, you need some better advisors. You just need average Joes like all of us out there that have been talking and digging and doing. I mean, I'm not okay. I I'm a time traveler. I have insider knowledge per se, so it's not really fair, right? Because I have that ace, right? Have that ace. Because I got those wellies treading through the swamp with these clowns. But the bottom line is what we need to do is focus. Focus, be heard, and keep pushing that. Now, I want you to listen to this clip of how the House GOP is suing Pelosi in an effort to stop proxy voting. House Republicans are suing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. They say her new proxy voting system put in place amid the pandemic is unconstitutional. Here to explain, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Leader McCarthy, you know, in the very beginning, the way it was presented to America was, given the fact that so many members of Congress are over 65 or they've got pre-existing conditions, this is about safety, allowing other people to vote for members of Congress, people who are there in the chamber. But uh, you say maybe that's not exactly what they've got in mind. 
No, this is endangering the Constitution to ensure Pelosi has more power. Look, our Constitution, our country, expects us to convene. For 231 years, that's what Congress has done. From the yellow fever of 17, in the 1700s to the Civil War to the burning of the building during, uh, in, the, in the 1900s, then you had uh, Spanish flu, you had the 9-11, we still convened. But all this does empower Pelosi more. 63 Democrats will not show up for work today but still be paid. You cannot read the Constitution without clearly seeing that our founders believed we should meet together. From Article 1, Section 4, 5, mm -hmm. or 6, there, there is no way to read the Constitution any other way. The only reason the Democrats are doing this, it empowers Pelosi to even be stronger. Watch what she was able to do just a couple weeks ago, pass $3 trillion with never going through a committee. No one seeing the bill. She wrote it herself and brought it to the floor. The largest bill ever in the history of the United States. Meanwhile, the speaker has responded. She's put out a statement. She says, House Republicans sad stunt shows that their only focus is to delay and obstruct urgently needed action to meet the needs of American workers and families during the coronavirus crisis. Congressman, you, you cited the Constitution, but you know that the Constitution says Congress can make any rules they want. And this is a rule that she wanted and she passed. That's true. Congress can make any rule, but they cannot, uh, they cannot go against the Constitution. If that is true, then Congress can make a rule that only women can vote, that only California can vote, that Republican votes only count half a percent. They cannot do something unconstitutional. That's why what they are doing has not been done in 231 years. When the, when the Capitol was burnt down during the War of 1812, when we had the Spanish flu in 1918, when we had 9-11, we still were able to convene. We are going to space today. We are opening up California, but 63 Democrats are not coming to work, and they're still being paid. They were able to come to work right. a couple weeks ago, but now they can't. Why? Because it empowers Nancy Pelosi to have all the power. Only 20 members can hold all the proxies to be able to pass any bill they want on the floor unheard of and it is not now, what the founders course, believe it is going to go to do. a court right it's going to wind up in court that's why you're suing meanwhile one other quick topic uh, the president tweeted this out i hope all republican house members vote no on fisa until such a time as our country is able to determine how and why the greatest political criminal and subversive scandal in u.s history took place and now you are also asking the democrats to pull the fisa bill until changes are made explain well this is this is about a foreign surveillance our ability to survey foreigners but now we're learning in the obama administration they utilized it to go after americans we want to make sure we protect get all the information out before we move forward on this bill so i've asked the democrats to hold this bill up Two different reasons why. They do not have enough members here to pass that bill. They would be doing it unconstitutionally, so it wouldn't go anywhere because they'd be doing it by proxy. Thirdly is, we have not gotten to the bottom, and they haven't come forward with all the surveillance that we're finding. Every single day we get new information of where Obama had utilized this, maybe even against our own members and senators. We need to know, get to the bottom of that and make sure the FISA court is protecting the liberties of Americans before we move another bill forward. 
Oh, you mean they still want to keep spying? Well, here's how we fix that bill, and they'll squash it themselves. The minute we get rid of IG of the NSA storch. Now, I'm going to run you through something that I've reported on here before, and I actually had it published last year in October, finally, uh, which is, you know, Obama's secret weapon, which is Robert Storch. Let me tell you. This guy is the first presidentially appointed IG of the NSA. The NSA was always uh, appointing their IGs via what the uh, director of the intelligence community would nominate them. Now, this is a man that worked as DOJ, the Department of Justice Counsel, in Ukraine, hence the leaks, hence the recordings, hence all this BS. He was the insurance policy, you guys. And so this guy, you know, we could talk about Kent too, but you know, I don't want to get into all the details because your head will spin. Let's focus on one guy. So this guy, just so you know, and I said this yesterday, he was, uh, the post nine 11 first ever anti-terrorism coordinator at the Northern district of New York. Giuliani knows him very well and he knows exactly what he's capable for. Therefore, Giuliani, we need to talk. So he was the deputy IG for horror up until the day he was confirmed as IG of the NSA. Are you listening? He was also the resident legal advisor, as I said, to the Ukraine for over two years. And he was the chairman of the Inspector General's Integrity and Efficiency Whistleblower Optimism Working Group, the same whistleblower group, right, that oversaw thousands of whistleblower complaints and did nothing about it. Having said that, you know, I already mentioned how Admiral Rogers, who takes full responsibility, just like I do, uh, you know, for his actions before, you know, he said, hey, but he endorsed him, which is a big deal. Because he said, and I quote, we look forward to welcoming Mr. Storch, his nomination and confirmation, underline our commitment to lawfulness, transparency, and the protection of legitimate whistleblowers. That's BS. I'm calling it. So what's really weird is that during the transition period, only six, seven, seven weeks away from being out of office, Barack Hussein Obama nominated Robert Stork as his pick for the IG of the NSA, and he was never confirmed because they were busy digging and digging and digging, but he was, you know, he was the backup plan. He was like, let's just get him into the NSA, and then that way we could just collect, 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 and people were like, dude, Barack, we can't do that. We're going to do it the other way. We're unmasking. That's what we're going to do. We're going to push because that failed. That's where McCain was like, nah, man, we can't do that. They'll see this. Someone will talk. We got to keep it quiet. I'm telling you, that's the conversations that happen. Ask me how I know. I already told you. I watched most of their stupid conversations because I was given admin rights to a platform. And I've been saying that. And, you know, and that platform, all I could see was on that platform, nothing else. So here we are. This guy was renominated by President Trump in June of 2017. How is he going to know that Barack Hussein Obama had appointed him? November 30th, 2016, after Hillary lost the elections, as he knew that he was leaving and Trump was coming in. How would he know? He wouldn't know unless someone told him. 
You know, I was tweeting about it. I was tweeting about it in 2017 with my old account, my personal account, not my work, you know, front facing Twitter red state account. I was saying it, hence why I was removed to saying and saying and saying and saying and saying. But you know, at that point, Trump was surrounded by so many clowns. We could talk about McMaster all we want. So who was it that recommended it? Who sat there with their hands under their butt, you know, under their butt cheeks? Yep, yep, yep. Let's do it. Who, wh- did it ever come up? Hey, you know, just a couple months ago, President Trump, this guy was offered a job from President of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko, you know, the corrupt one that was having all those conversations with Biden on the side uh, to come and work, you know, this American citizen to come and work for the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of the Ukraine. Say what? How did he even pass the smell test? Why? Because no one showed it to the president. I mean, how much is he going to see? He gets a paper with bullet points. He trusts that the people that are working for the people are working actually for the people. And they weren't. They were working for the deep state, for the shadow government, because every single step President Trump took, the shadow government was right behind him. How did they know? How were they listening? How did Schiff have a wiretap? This is it. This is it. And I've been saying it. This is it. These people will stop at nothing. And we do not want to see the president going to Mount Rushmore at all. I'll see you guys shortly after this break. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. This is uh, the second hour. And I want to remind everyone one thing opening this second hour. The Constitution was not created to restrain or constrict our rights as a people, but it was created to put boundaries and constraints on the government. Let's remember that. And the weaponization of our intelligence community shows that we have not been implementing the words of this constitution that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men and women deriving their powers from the consent of the governed right we have not given them consent that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government laying its foundations on such principles and organizing his, its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety, happiness, and prudence. Do we remember that? Hmm? Prudence indeed will dictate the government's long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. Correct? While evils are sufferable, then to the right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Hmm. Despotism. It is their right. It is their duty 
to throw off such a government and to provide new guards for the future of security. Those are our rights. The intelligence community was manipulated and it was placed, the full power of the intelligence community was placed into the hands of John Owen Brennan in 2001 after we had successfully demonstrated, and I was part of that team, just how we can utilize the internet to cause a stir. Now, you know, you would think since we were using that as a weapon against our enemies, it would never be used against us. But in the hands of people like that, of course it did. While every single media outlet there out in the ether, including those that we consider right. While all of them out there are focusing on how you're going to die. If you step outside, how you must obey and obey, you must and wear a mask that can't save you. That doesn't protect you or anyone else. I mean, medical research proves that while they tell you how horrible this president is, while they tell you how he is the source of all evil. They do not tell you how they weaponized every single weapon we created for enemies against us. <laughs> Weapons of mass destruction. You think it's nuclear? I mean, it would take them out too. So they'd be really careful. They have to make sure they have another house, maybe on another planet. But... <laughs> Weapons of mass destruction don't have to take you out in the sense of taking your bodily essence out of you. It's just taking you out as not having a voice, taking you out as cheating you, taking you out as silencing you, taking you out as controlling you. Lucifer 2.0, one of the biggest hoaxes ever that was created by the CIA. It is not a real group. It is not a sophisticated hacker group. It was false. CrowdStrike created everything. They said it was Russian. They pretended it was code that was Russian. They, 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 they. No one hacked the DNC. No one hacked the RNC. It was us that took all that information. You know, President Trump said that they were spying on him. They laughed. He was right. President Trump said that the Russia hoax was a hoax. They laughed. He was right. They've been pushing a hoax and get decorated themselves with prizes for lies that they self-created and put out as something real. 17 intelligence agencies agreed that they were Russian. No, they weren't. They were in American intelligence agencies and the three that they claim NSA, FBI, CIA. Well, the NSA doesn't put out reports and the FBI is not an intelligence agency. That leaves one, the CIA ran by Brennan lies, 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 lies. That is all they have done to distract you from the truth, distract you from the truth. Let's remember how Gowdy. Also, oh, he's a white hat. Oh, man. You can't wear a white or a black hat in this era. You, you got to have a gray one. Because even the good guys have to play dirty sometimes and disinformation is necessary. Listen to how Tucker. Mm, mate, you could actually hear Gowdy's butthole pucker. Take a listen. 
So this disaster, and it was a disaster, not just politically, but internationally. We changed our Russia policy as a result of this hoax. Went on as long as it did because pretty much nobody in Washington tried to put the brakes on. Don't want to point fingers or anything, but for all of 2017 and 2018, Republicans controlled both houses of Congress. Trey Gowdy was there serving on the House Intel Committee. He joins us tonight. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on tonight. So, yes, sir. I, 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 I think that this was, and I just said it from the very beginning, driven by the Obama administration. But it was allowed to metastasize because the Republican-controlled Congress did not stop it. Why do you think that is? Well, um, two things. Let me just say, you referenced Susan Rice. You need to read the rest of that email, Tucker, and you can't because it hasn't been declassified. But if you want to fully understand what President Obama knew and what role he played, you need to read and access the rest of Susan Rice's email, and hopefully it'll be declassified one day and you can. For Russia, uh, I thought Devin Nunes did a phenomenal job. This is what he said. We're going to find out what Russia did, with whom, if anyone, they did it, how to make sure they don't do it again in 2020, and then the issue of unmaskings and leaks. So there were four pillars on what he wanted us to look at. It's just nobody gave a damn about three of them. The only thing they cared about was the with whom, if anyone. So we did what? 60, 70 witness interviews. The Senate did that much or more. Then we had Bob Mueller. So, look, am I defensive of Devin? I am because he had an incredibly difficult 2017. He wrapped up his investigation a lot quicker than Bob Mueller did and so, with a lot less help from the witnesses. No, I, th I think that's right. I think the scariest part of all of this is the behavior of the FBI, the most powerful law enforcement agency in the world. Um, it's sinister what they did to Michael Flynn. You were briefed by the FBI in 2018 and shortly after that briefing came on this channel to describe uh, your reaction to it. Here's what you said then. But as of now, I think Chris Ray and Rod Rosenstein are stunned whenever people think Trump is the target of their investigation. I'll leave it up to them how to brief the president was or how to brief the lawyers. Was that point of view that you're talking about right now, was that strengthened when you went into this briefing last week? Yes, I, I, am, I am even more convinced that the FBI did exactly what my fellow citizens would want them to do when they got the information they got and that it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. I remember watching that and thinking, boy, I hope he's right. I, do you still feel that way? Oh, gosh, no. No, that, that was I made a lot of mistakes in life relying on briefings and not insisting on the documents. It took me about three weeks. I went over to the Department of Justice. I sat there for four hours. That's when I saw that Peter Strzok actually initiated and approved crossfire hurricane. That's when I saw the exculpatory information on George Papadopoulos. That's when I saw for the very first time that it was the Trump campaign mentioned in that predicate document. They'd been telling us all along, Trump's not the target, the campaign's not the target. So, yes, my mistake was relying on the word of the FBI and the DOJ and not insisting on the documents. Right. Luckily, it took me about three weeks to correct that mistake. So that was in March. In July, which is, of course, many months later, you said of the investigation, it is not a witch hunt. Um, you said, point blank, it's not a witch hunt. And people say it is, it's not. But, of course, it was a witch hunt by definition. When did that dawn on you? 
Well, Tucker, if you think about the four points, number one, what did Russia do? I am convinced that Russia tried to interfere with the fundamentals of our democracy. So point number one that, that, that we were asked to look at, what did Russia do? Number two, with whom, if anyone? I was down there for almost every witness interview, and I'm the one that asked the question. And, th and the answer was no one with the Trump campaign did anything with Russia then we got to the unmaskings and the leaks. So I don't think asking what did Russia do to our country in 2016 or try to do, I don't think that was a witch hunt. But we don't have evidence that they did hack the DNC servers or John Podesta's email. So how exactly did Russia skew the election or interfere any more than a dozen other countries try to interfere every day? I'm, I'm totally confused. No, I think those are two separate inquiries. Um, I don't think they impacted the results of the election at all. Donald Trump won fair and square. What did they try to do? We spent a year. We wrote a report. The Senate wrote a report. I, I don't think there's there's not much quarrel on the intelligence of did Russia try to interfere? So well, there the is with me. I'm sorry. There is, there is with me. I mean, I, lots of countries. I mean, I've lived there my whole life. Lots of countries interfere all the time. I want to know, is there any evidence that they hacked the DNC server? That's the, I mean, that's the central allegation. And we're hearing from the CrowdStrike guy, no, there's no evidence. So I don't know what this is about. Well, we couldn't answer that because, remember, the, uh, the FBI did not gain access to that server. They didn't even try to gain access to that server. Right. Uh, the DNC gave it to CrowdStrike, and we will never know the answer to that question. I think on whether or not Russia tried to sow the seeds of discord, um, I think our report did a really good job of outlining that, yes, they did. Specific what? reference to the DNC. I asked that question. I, I don't know that anyone connected Russia with the hacking yeah. of the DNC, or if they did, I can't recall it. Yeah. Oh, every everyone did. Yeah. yeah you know, this is how you see it. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go out here and, and, and just say it. So I, I've had a lot of emails from a lot of people uh, that listen to me asking me, you know, um, you know, this is you, you have a great show and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, what you have to be aware. And the thing is, I really don't know how Tucker's still there. And I, and I adore him for that. Um, because he stands really firm, uh, you know, on what he wants to say, even though, you know, he's on Fox. And I think they have to allow some real commentary to be coming out of there. Other people have insurance. So, you know, they're a little bit more not so scathing anymore, right? And, um, you know, we'll get to that at another time because I already know how they garnered the insurance from honeypots that are GOP honeypots, believe it or not. But um, honeypots not meaning all sexual. OK, let's just put it out that way. Now, um, just so you know, how do we discern who we can listen to? Not only on commentary, right, but on what we do. So first of all, rule number one is don't trust anything anyone says ever. Trust your gut. What makes sense to you? That's number one. Interpret things that are being said, the facts that are being placed, because, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's versions of truth now, supposedly. And this is coming from the right, too. You heard Gowdy, corrupt as anything. But how you see it is how and how they have the ability to say the things they do. So for every, you know, 
commentator, either that be on a public facing network like Fox, CNN, OAN, uh, you know, from reading materials from Epic Times, Big League Politics, Gateway Pundit, you know, even from radio, uh, you know, we're talking Blaze, we're talking, uh, you know, Tory says on Red State, what you have to look at is who funds them. Right now, I make no lie. I, I, I have no sponsors for my show whatsoever. You guys hear the commercials I have. I get zero out of doing this every day. The only support I have is from my subscribers on Subscribestar. And that's basically it. Or people tipping, you know, a dollar, five dollars, whatever they tip through my articles. What does that say? And, and, and this is not just me. There's tons of other people that are journalists out there. Look at Zero Hedge. Where are their funders? Who, it's tipping them. Look at all these people. How do they make ends meet? It's their audience. But look at how the other ones make ends meet. This is all you have to look at. Who funds the New York Times? Who funds everyone? Judicial Watch is a nonprofit. Look who funds them. It's the people. It's the people. So Tom Fitton does what he can with the support from the people. But then look at other oversights like American Oversight. Who funds them? Who, who are the advertisers for these people? Who are their sponsors? That's where you see where the interests are, you guys. That's how you can discern what you can take and what you can't. Look at who funds them. For example, political cartoons. Look who funds Garrison. You do. That's why he doesn't care what he puts out. And even the meme makers, look who funds them. Is it the people or is it an interest? Is it a conglomerate? That's what you have to look at. Because if you follow the money, everything makes sense. Everything. From where it's coming from to who it's going to. That is how you see it. That is how you know who funds who. That is all you have to see. Now, having said that on, um, you know, following the money, (laughs) can the intelligence community actually be bought? Well, yes and no. No on the fact of purchasing information from our intelligence community that is housed in our or in our state agencies. Done. But what about contractors? What about contracting agencies? I don't know, like GSG, TAC, CGI, Stanley. I can keep going. Clearforce. I'm just saying. So if someone like, I don't know, Bezos decides, I want to know this, leak it to me. Here's a couple million, do this. Do you think that they may be able to get their hands on info? I'm here to tell you, yes, they can. They're funded by private little boutique investment companies. I mean, it's not rocket science, is it? Following the money is one of the basic rules of thumb when you're trying to suss out interests and how things move along. Okay. That is how you find the core of all. So for all you digital warriors out there on your keyboards every day, thumping out statements, retweets, commentary, how 
Are you funded? You're not. You're doing it for you. So, for example, me. Why am I doing it? For me, because I want to see the America. I cried when I swore in and took my oath when I joined the Navy. And when I took my oath in my position, just, uh, I cried. There's not a time that I hear the Star Spangled Banner not cry. There's not a time that I'm at a ball game, which I haven't been to many, to be honest, but those that I have, that I don't get emotional. There's not a time that I don't see a huge American flag and feel that emotion because it's so charged with hope that people have that right to freedom. And it pains me so much every day that I'm on air that I try to convey just how not free we are and just how important it is for people to rise up and speak, how important it is for all of us to take charge because it is our duty to do so. We have a man in office that I don't know how he's still there. I really don't. He is surrounded by everyone that wants to tear us down. He is surrounded by people that are charged with so many interests. It is, you can't even wrap your head around it. And we're not just talking domestic. We're talking foreign. It is the most insane time ever. People you think are fighting for you are fighting against you. People you think are fighting against you are fighting for you. And yet here we are sitting saying, well, who's that person? You know, he's got two followers. Why should I listen to him? Or who's this person? Who's that person? Oh, they're not recognized. See how conditioned we are. (laughs) Put the message over the messenger for once. And take a listen to what is being said. Take a view of what is being said. Like I've heard some really incredible, incredible commentary from people that have like, I don't know, like seven followers on YouTube. Just people talking. It's so incredible that in this age of information, we have access to everything we want and yet we block it out. I said you know, Hey, we have everything we need because we've already obtained it, but it's not like someone can walk in to, to Congress and say, here you go. Boom. <laughs> Cause you know what happens then you get handcuffs slapped on you and you get thrown into Leavenworth. I mean, ask Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee was one of the CIA's best handlers when it came to Asia Pacific. He left, he left. You know, right as Obama came in, a lot of people in the intelligence community bowed out. They were like, not not having to do with this. I mean, Bush was enough. He bowed out and then he went to China, raised his family because he was Chinese American. It is so hair pulling to see that Kelly O'Brien at the FBI, who's been there for over 26 years. Yeah, a name you haven't heard, but she's just like struck in a female form, still working, <laughs> never brought up in anything, yet she's in charge of all of these indictments where she did exactly that. He came to the United States to give the president of the United States everything he needed, and they threw him into Leavenworth. And you know how? They said, hey, 
in 2012, you came to the U.S. via Hawaii. We raided your hotel apartment and found that you had a little black book with actual names of assets, their actual locations and everything. But we didn't arrest you then. We just wanted to follow you. So we followed you all the way back to Virginia where you stayed for the year with your family. And you still had that book in there, never pulled it out of your house, never showed it to anyone, never talked to anyone. You just had that insurance policy with you. And all you did was carry it around with you. And then after the 2012 elections, you decided to leave. And we let you leave the country with that book. You know, done. So then when he came back in 2018, January 2018, arrived at JFK, they arrested him because he had that book years ago. How many of you think that's BS? How many of you are going to call BS? I do. Because he came here to provide everything the president needed and they threw him into Leavenworth. Who did it? Kelly O'Brien. Who did it? Comey's FBI. Why is he still at Leavenworth? Why aren't we questioning him? Why isn't our intelligence community accessing and saying, all right, dude, you had this book with you, they say. Tell us why you came back into the country. I mean, he's not stupid. He's not dumb. He would have known that they were on him. So that book, that orchestration was pure support for them to have it. In any case, they needed it down the line. He came here right at that time because he was hoping that Barack Hussein Obama would not have won that term. And he did. He was hoping that there would be change because he knows as well as many other people who Barack Hussein Obama really is. And I said he was a Petri dish boy. And I mean, he was a Petri dish boy. I mean, his mom was CIA. Stanley Ann Dunham. Come on. Come on. I mean, I feel like sometimes I have to grab people and shake them and say, oh, let me just guess. Coincidence again, right? Doesn't, no. Mm, coincidence. Look at the people that are surrounding the president right now. How many of them believe that, oh, we should keep some corruption, but we just should keep it in check. Those are the people that we have in office. There's so many people out there right now fighting for everyone. Every single one of I see so many of them and it, it, it warms my heart and helps me have confidence that this isn't to any, you know, this isn't going to waste. But what we have to do is get louder right now. We have to get as loud as possible because they're taking away our right to vote in the guise of our health, which is all BS too. It's a hoax. And for anyone saying Twitter, you know, you're like censoring me. They could do whatever they want. It's a private company, right? Per se, because we're under the perception that they're a private company. Because what we need to do is see who they do business with. And when DARPA comes up, right? When the DOD comes up, that's going to be what? What? So all of that has to come out. But who's going to do it? No one... <laughs> Let's, let's pretend we had the Trump administration lined up as ducks, right? One third of those are fighting for you and me and they're fighting tippy toeing, right? They're fighting with tippy toes. Like, I don't know, man, I still want to work when president Trump leaves, you know, if they take him out, I really need to make sure that I still have a job. You know, those people, the majority of that one third is there. The one that says, I need to make sure that when he's gone and they take him out, because they're sure that they're going to take him out, uh, that they've got something to fall back on. 
kind of like journalists that refuse to give the little people a voice and pretend that they just can't see or I can't do that. See you in a bit. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So I'm a little bit fired up because we have so much going on. And at the same time, we are being attacked by every single facet of our agencies that we fund. Every agency we fund has been weaponized against us. The intelligence community, top of it all. But most of this is coming from where? It's coming from the State Department. It's coming from there. And so that's what sucks the most. (laughs) It does because they're in charge of our face to the world. And when we have our own face to the world attacking us, (laughs) it's worse than anything you can imagine. Because if they're making sure that the face our nation has going outward, is the one that they wish to portray, which is against our interests. That is the worst thing ever. I, I, I mean, you know, but let's go back to Hillary Clinton's emails, right? So we were talking about those emails and, you know, throughout the years we have been and how important they are and how they were deleted and how they got away with it. And we have to remember that those emails did not just have things about Benghazi, but they had agreements. They had understandings between our nation and private funders. Again, I'm going back to the money and who funds what. Now, today I put out an article about what I've been talking about, how uh, the IG of the State Department had his own separate network. I've played this clip a couple times on my show. And so the thing that people don't seem to understand is that most of the documentation for our State Department goes through the network state.gov. But Linick had us, the taxpayers, at the time that the House and the Senate and the people were demanding Hillary Clinton to turn over communications and emails while she was Secretary of State that were at the State Department while they were making those claims within within a few days of her announcing that she was running for president. And all of this was coming out, right? John Kerry and Linick had already organized firewalls between the Bureau of Information and the rest of the State Department to what the OIG had, right? And they requested that you and I pay to create a new network, a new network that no one can have access to, a new network. This network is supposed to be so secret that no one can access it. No one can get in there and pull out information. No one can. No one. So the question is, no one can have access. How did they know that uh, Secretary Pompeo was investigating $8 billion in arms sold to Saudi Arabia? 
a little late on that one. And we all know why we sold arms to Saudi Arabia. We all know what the plan is in the Middle East, but yet they're playing dumb, right? This is dumb. Right. This is just an excuse. Oh, determining if an intern running errands, walking a dog for the secretary was demeaning or not. This is stupid. It's kind of like the way they took out people from the state. Oh, you made her cry. Stop, baby. You don't deserve to be in the position if you're going to sit there and cry because someone told you to do your job. So, so they made sure that they ousted every single little person that seemed to be on the American first agenda. But Linux's dismissal was way overdue. He actually appointed State Department attorneys, career officials, career officials, guys, career officials that we cleared. We cleared these officials. They have no right to place these people. How do we do that? How do you appoint these people to work against the president of the United States? How do you do that? If we've seconded the guy, why are you giving him to Bob Menendez and Schiff? Tell me. Ah, because you, Linick, worked actively engaged in treasonous activities. That's why. Because why else would the IG of the State Department give the Democrats their own legal counsel that is being paid by the State Department that has been seconded by the State Department. Explain that to me. And all of these communications happen through oig.state.gov, the only network that no one at the State Department has access to. But, but... It is also a network that has data bridges with all the other OIGs. So this is where you find that spider web of communication. You want to get Atkinson and the fake whistleblower? You want to know how they pinpointed to say, oh, he's the whistleblower. We're going to tell him he has to do it. Because we can't let them know that IG Stork gave us all the communications from the NSA with overcollection. We can't tell them that we were monitoring them and that it went through the OIG. Well, listen, girls, we have the servers because they're actually federal property. And you can stymie all you want. You know, Judicial Watch can't subpoena for those. You know that, right? So, you know, for people saying, did you get with Tom Finn? He can't do anything. Right. These are very specific networks. They're excluded from the proper FOIA stuff. You can't do that. That's secret stuff. That's whistleblowing stuff. You got to stay away. That's what happens. See, they're smart. They're not stupid. They've got firewalls all up in them. The only person that could get in there is Ratcliffe. I want to see it now. Give it to me. That's what he could do. I could foresee Ratcliffe standing in front of a with a big (laughs) batch. This is what they did. And this is how they hit emails. Here's Hillary's emails, by the way. The ones that Linick covered up for her. That's why he had the taxpayers pay for this network to conceal them. He actively and knowingly concealed information that should have been within the purview of Congress and the Senate. We're not just talking Benghazi. We're talking Haiti. We got so much is ridiculous. So the thing is, Tory, one person tweets, how do you have those details and President Trump and Grinnell and and, and, and don't? Well, who says they don't? It's just that they don't know that they can 
or maybe that they exist? Because, I mean, who looks into everything? Who looks into so much detail into everything? These past two weeks, I have been so busy. It's ridiculous. Like I said, I've neglected my friends. I've put all my text messages aside. I mean, yesterday I was supposed to do an interview and it totally slipped my mind. Like I silenced my reminders and I totally forgot because I was wrapped up in something else. I mean, I have been working overtime um, to put out as much as I can. And you're going to be like, well, this is just, guys, I have so much and it's so dangerous too, because I have to be very careful how I word and how I place things again. I don't want to say something that they can misconstrue. I mean, guys, did you see like the letters uh, that uh, someone stupid like Bob Menendez wrote when he was talking about the State Department? <laughs> if you guys, it's so dumb. It's like Menendez um, had sent uh, a letter um, that was so bizarre asking for information. It made absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense. Like, oh, do you think this? Oh, do you think that? Oh, do you think this? You know, and you're just like, dude, what do you have to cover? Remember, he was going away for kitty diddling. I guess, I guess, helping throw shade for the State Department and weeding out people from the State Department saved him from that. I mean, that's how you get away with stuff, right? By, you know, I wash your back, you wash mine. I mean, how did he get away with that? Here we have Al Franken that set up Jeff Sessions, right? Get done in for boobies. You know it was more than that. You know it was something else. You definitely know that. Al Franken, where are you? Oh, because we got to start asking Al Franken, where'd you really get that text when you asked Jeff Sessions those questions? Because N2s comes into play. And who is this guy? Oh, farm grad. Got it. <laughs> but, you know, I digress. These guys are supposedly journalists. Supposedly journalists. Supposedly journalists. I mean, you know, think. Let's put it this way. News, right? What is the news? News is reporting facts. Now, be honest. 90% of the stuff that we see aren't even facts. They're not even facts. They're, they're obfuscated stories of facts. There's no boom here. So how do we stay informed? What do we do? Be like Tori when she gets no sleep and has 20 million browsers open and constantly on different, you know, apps and computer systems and whatnot and interfaces with hot with phones that are so hot she could fry an egg to, 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 to get to the bottom of these things. Is that how we're supposed to do? I mean, that's a full-time job. That's a full-time job. Digging, interviewing, pulling. Guys, that's a full-time job. So if we're funding, right, through our tax dollars and through advertising, I guess, you know, these news media conglomerates to do all that as a full-time job, to provide it to us, and they're not, then why are they still there? Think about it. Why are they still there? I mean, we're going to get into the defense media agency soon. Now, now that's bad. You think 
you know, the intelligence community weaponization is bad. Wait till we get there. The intelligence community weaponization can be undone, 80% undone the minute Storch is out. Minute Storch is fired, the majority of our problems cease to exist. Cease to exist. So why aren't we doing that? I guess maybe because, uh, you know, somebody missed the memo that he was picked by Barack Hussein Obama. This needs to be looked at. He needs to be removed immediately. No ifs, no buts, just simply removed immediately. So how do we get him out immediately? How do we fix that? How do we remove a person that has been in there and caused so much damage. Well, now that we know that he's caused so much damage, the one thing we have to do is um, pretty much set him up for it. Ask him questions. Pull the servers. I mean, if we do actually pull the servers uh, for um, the OIGs, you know, if our new... DNI, oh, DNI does this. That'll be very interesting as to what we'll find and how we'll find it and how it came to be. But then it makes you wonder if they know it exists and no one's actually probed into it, are they complacent? That's a question we should always ask. Are they being complacent? Are they allowing this to happen? Now, the State Department is really busy these days. Why? Because we have a lot going on. We have a lot going on. We have China. We've got India and China right now, you know, butting heads over territory. We got the unification of Korean Peninsula happening. You know, we've got the WHO debacle. We've got Europe on edge. We've got Africa coming into the scene. Here's some breaking news about uh, Secretary Pompeo and how he says Hong Kong is no longer autonomous. Uh, this is this is pretty big. Take a listen. Oh, now declaring Hong Kong is no longer autonomous. This is riot police in Hong Kong taking a zero tolerance approach to new protests on the streets. Here to break all that down, what it means, Susan Lee from the Fox Business Network, joining us now with details. Good morning, Susan. Hey, Ed, that's right. So we just heard from the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, in his assessment about whether or not Hong Kong is being left independent from Beijing. And let's bring up the quotes, because this is the important part, because this means that they can enact sanctions now as part of that Hong Kong Democracy and Human Rights Act that was signed into law last year by President Trump. So you heard Mike Pompeo saying that after careful study over the reporting period, I certified to Congress today that Hong Kong does not continue to warrant treatment under U.S. laws in the same manner. Now, meantime, on the streets of Hong Kong Wednesday, we saw these running street battles kick off and erupt once again between protesters and police. Hours of chaos with fires being lit on downtown streets and they're protesting China's ongoing encroachment on Hong Kong's autonomy. Over 300 arrested Wednesday. Thousands again turning out to protest a new national security law, which would allow Beijing to impose new security measures without Hong Kong's input and then installing Chinese military personnel on the streets to enforce it. Remember that Hong Kong was promised 50 years of autonomy after the 1997 handover. Now, here in the U.S., we heard politicians from across both aisles, both sides of the aisles, really pushing for the White House to respond. And we heard from Secretary Pompeo and President Trump did say yesterday that he would have 
have something to say about this, whether or not it's in the form of sanctions on individuals or corporate entities. I think that remains to be seen. Now, as I mentioned to you, we have that Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act that was signed into law last year. Now, let's show you what China is saying, because the Global Times, which is part of the propaganda arm of the CCP, tweeting this, if Washington rashly takes actions over Hong Kong, it could accelerate U.S.'s decoupling with the rest of the world, impair the vast interests of U.S. companies in the city, and thus generate negative impacts for President Trump and his re-election efforts. Now, as for Hong Kong's status as the financial center for the Asia-Pacific, a lot of investors say that it's fast eroding. Back to wow. you. Could have a real impact on the markets. We'll see. China claiming it'll have an impact on the election. Susan Lee, thank you. And it will. Thank you for- I, and it will. It, it, is, it is a very big deal. That is a very big deal. So with all this, with China happening, with Hong Kong, with Taiwan, with all these things that are coming out to the forefront, with what's going on with China and India, with what's going on with the Korean Peninsula. I mean, this is this is pretty much insane. Listen to what Taiwan had to say. This is a great stellar interview uh, that, you know, blew my mind that it didn't even get much coverage. Uh, Even on Fox's website, it only got like, what, 70,000 views? Like, how is that even possible? This is huge. Jason Wu, Taiwan's Minister of Foreign Affairs. Uh, Mr. Wu, thank you so much, uh, Minister Wu, for being here this evening. It's good to have you with us. Um, What is your reaction, you know, when you hear the president say that there may be some tougher stances towards China coming even at the end of this week in terms of sanctions or possibly in terms of audits being done of of Chinese companies here in the United States? Well, what the Chinese government is about to do to Hong Kong, uh, legislating its national security law, uh, is something that the whole international community has been watching very closely. And I have full respect of uh, what the United States is ready to do against China in order to save and protect uh, Hong Kong's freedom and democracy. And I think Taiwan is also trying to do the same. We have been watching very carefully, and we are also telling China that don't do it. And we are telling China that what they promised 30 years ago, freedom and democracy in Hong Kong should be honored. And we want to support Hong Kong the way we can uh, so that Hong Kong can continue to stay free and prosperous. Do you think China is taking advantage of this moment when everybody is so focused on COVID-19 in their own countries? Uh, yes, that's what appears to be. Uh, when everybody is uh, getting very busy in dealing with pandemic uh, and the Chinese government seems to be trying to expand and trying to take actions uh, in many places around the world. Uh, look at South China Sea. Uh, China seems to be gearing up its military actions over there. Uh, China is also putting pressure on Taiwan. Uh, China is also taking up some actions in the East China Sea. Uh, It's also trying to impose some restrictions on other countries, especially especially in the Western Hemisphere, uh, not to deal with Taiwan. And look at what they are trying to do to Hong Kong right now. And I think that is quite obvious uh, that the Chinese government is trying to take advantage of the situation that everybody is busy. But I think we need to stay vigilant and we are staying vigilant. Uh, If Hong Kong falls or if the Chinese government imposes the national security legislation on Hong Kong, uh, we don't know what is going to happen next. It might be Taiwan and we are staying very cautious on this issue. Uh, We try to protect ourselves. Do you think that it's possible that China makes a military move against Hong Kong or Taiwan during this period? 
what the Chinese government is trying to do is to impose its own rule on Hong Kong. Uh, even though the Chinese government promised Hong Kong a one country, two systems, and the system in Hong Kong will not change in 50 years, uh, but what they are trying to do is fully taking over Hong Kong's administration. And we are also concerned that China might take some military action against Taiwan. Uh, that's what I said all along. Uh, when the Chinese government is facing crisis domestically, the best way for it is to find a scapegoat outside. And Taiwan can be a very easy scapegoat for China. And we are watching very carefully. And of course, we don't want China to think that Taiwan is so vulnerable that they can take over Taiwan very shortly by military means. So we're trying to to uh, get the support from the United States and from around the world diplomatically. And at the same time, we are trying to beef up our own defense capabilities so that China will be deterred. Taiwan Foreign Minister uh, Joseph Wu, thank you. Good to have you. Did you hear that? So this happened yesterday, and today Pompeo makes that statement. Can you see the gear up? This is a very big deal. This isn't something that, you know, you can put aside and think, oh, it's no biggie. It is a very big deal. Uh, things are heating up globally globally in regards to how things are sitting. I mean, uh, they're, you know, in regards to India and China, right? China has put like, um, an air base in Lakta and, and, and they, 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 they have, um, you know, that's where you remember the, the skirmishes we saw between Turkish and Greek troops at the border. That's actually happening between them. And so satellite images are showing, uh, you know, some push and pull from it. And so it's a little bit, you know, interesting to see is this being, uh, you know, amplified with a real nothing burger or is something going on? Are people trying to say something? Because these are being done through satellite, the beefing up of that specific border. And don't forget, uh, India is busy now with Kashmir too. And don't forget, China's busy with North Korea. I mean, North Korea and South Korea are talking now. There is so much going on in the Asian Pacific. And China, on the other hand, is trying to diffuse the situation of animosity between them and the globalists. So this is all a huge problem, okay, on a global scale. This isn't, you know, demi. This is a big deal. So today, how do, so there's more coming and I'm going to be putting this out. And I want you guys to know that today we're having astronauts being transported to a launch pod as we speak. And we're going to have them shoot off, uh, you know, into space, which is going to be so awesome uh, to see. Now, obviously we have China that just shot off another one of their spaceships too, uh, and remember, start agreement and remember, nukes in the sky and, 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 and. So what we need to see is that despite, this is, this is what makes President Trump so awesome. Despite everything we see, despite everything uh, that is coming forward um, in respects to um, the global, the global environment, right? The Middle East is a toned down just a bit it, because it's, it's brewing up, right? It's at that, it's getting to a rolling boil. But where we are right now 
in Asian, Asia Pacific, it's a big deal. Yesterday, China sent up, you know, their spaceships. Russia's been sitting there. We're like, oh, Russia did this. You know, it's not Russia we're talking about. We're looking at China, but you know, everybody loves to say Russia. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal, um, in respects to how things are moving. Now we're moving astronauts. So we've got all that going on. In the meantime, in his own house, the president is being fought against. There are people advocating to remove him. There are people doing anything they can to cause him harm. This is a very big deal. So the only task for all of us to do right now, aside from rising up and being as loud as possible, you either rise or die, guys. That's the way it is. Is to one, be vocal. And two, pray. Prayer is the biggest weapon in regards to anything. Remember, they've been trying to take away a gene. Maybe that's the way we communicate. Maybe that's the software that allows us to communicate and tap in. Who knows? But the bottom line is, whatever religion you subscribe to, whatever higher power you believe created this amazing machine that you are, put yourself in prayer and devote yourself to the causes that you believe indeed would make the ultimate place for your children, not freedom above all. I mean, free will is the one thing that our creator gave us. And they're taking the right away from us to have our God-given right. On that note, God bless everyone. I will see you guys tomorrow. I'm hoping to get that the next stories out But, you know, I have to be careful because I'm going to be dropping some serious documentation here. God bless from all of us here at Red State. See you tomorrow.